Hello and welcome to this Life Changes podcast. You are now listening to one of our Sunday messages. If you'd like to know more about Life Changes, you can visit us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Now lean in and enjoy. Good morning. After an introduction like that, I don't really need to introduce myself, do I? Um, But if you were a little bit... um, surprised by the introduction, Gabe's red hair and you got a little bit mesmerized. Um, I'm Fiona Phillips and um, it's been a privilege to be a part of the Life Changes story for about three years now, um, which is really, really cool. Um, I came onto staff, I think, one and a half years ago just to get Gabe's life in order. You know, that's why Mark brought me on. (laughs) No, but it's been a really, really cool thing to be a part of this family. I'm a very um, simple girl uh, from a very simple family. I didn't really grow up um, having any concept of God whatsoever. There was not really any need for God. And so um, that's just a little bit of my background there. And I actually only really came to have a real relationship um, with God through Jesus in my later years in high school. But I'll get to a little bit of that later on. Just to say... um, I've really loved being a part of the story, what God's doing here, whether it's at our Tableview campuses, which we still a part of in the evening, as well as Milneton. I can hear I'm cutting a bit. It's a fan. Um, I'll keep going until the batteries die or whatever happens. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a, it's a beautiful thing to see Christ at work in a community. Um, and I've just personally been so stretched this year in, in planting Milneton. I think this is probably we're heading on to our 20th Sunday or something like that. Sure. Although it's just felt like it's been, it's become part of life now. It's become part of doing life with you guys. It's been, it's been a natural thing. Um, but I've really been stretched in my faith and, um, I've loved, loved, loved pursuing God, pursuing God in this time of being stretched and actually finding more of Him even in this current series, but also journeying and, and planting a church and being stretched in that thing, it's actually all about finding more of him and having a deeper a revelation and a deeper level of intimacy with God. And so we're in the series of God is, and we unashamedly preaching about the nature and character of God. I think this is something so vital in our lives because we believe what you behold, you become. In this series, we are wanting to baptize or fully submerse ourselves in who God is. And the aspect of God I'm wanting to tackle this morning is God is kind. God is kind. God has been very kind to me in in my personal story. Um, And I'd just like to share a little bit about um, the kindness of God in and through my life, but also through some of the scriptures. When you hear the word kind, what comes to mind? Are there, are there any concepts or, or thoughts that you have when you think about God as being kind? Are there any scriptures that come to mind? When I think about the kindness of God as an attribute of God, it sometimes almost, it seems like a, like a secondary or a third class characteristic, almost like an afterthought. Like we know God is powerful. We know he's loving, but like God is kind. It's almost like it it doesn't fit. But I truly believe that knowing God's kindness is a vital part to how we live our lives as Christ followers. God's kindness 
is a weapon given to us to be used. If you have your Bibles with me this morning, um, you guys, I'd love you to turn to uh, Titus. Um, We're going to be reading from chapter 3, verse 4. I think we've got the beautiful Sarah on projection this morning. So um, you can have a look at the screen if you don't have your Bibles with you. From verse 4. But when God, our Savior, revealed his kindness and love, when God, our Savior, revealed his kindness and love, he saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Because of his grace, he declared us as righteous and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you I want to insist on these teachings so that all who trust in God will devote themselves to doing good. These teachings are good and beneficial for everyone. Let us pray together. God, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you. Would you use your word to shape us, God? Would you use your word to transform our hearts? And God, would you reveal more of your kindness to us today through your word? Holy Spirit, would you open our hearts to know and to see the kindness of a loving Father. In your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Cool. So the first point I'm wanting to to make today about God's kindness is that God's kindness is shown through his generosity. God's kindness is shown through his generosity. What do I mean by that? A little bit, how I'm wanting to share this morning as well, is a little bit with my story. Um, So when I was growing up um, in high school, I um, I did a, I was a, I was very striving as a person before I came to know Christ. I um, was a top achiever academically. I was in leadership um, both in high school and hostel. Um, I had uh, some of the, the boys running after me to to want to date me. <laughs> yeah, to Gabe's surprise, you know. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was this it was this process of of getting every box ticked. Um, and trying to find the next thing that would satisfy. And so according to the world standards, I should have been satisfied in, in who I was and in what I did. But actually, I ended up at the end of the day being very, very unsatisfied. Nothing I did or tried could ultimately make me happy. Um, but, but other people, if you'd look at me, I, would, I was perfect on the outside, well-groomed, happy, had a smile, but on the inside, I was actually, I was quite angry with the world, um, angry with myself, and I was actually dead, to be honest. I remember one day in high school, I grew up in George, and if you've been to George before, you know that there's these beautiful mountains, and so our high school was situated where it was surrounded by these mountains, and I remember standing on the school field the one day, just mesmerized by these beautiful mountains, and I just stood there, and I said, God, there's got to be, I don't know, I don't even know if I've said God, I just said out loud to myself, there's got to be something more to this life, because what what I've been doing and what I've been being a part of is, it's actually just left me empty. Is there something that I'm missing in this life? Why do I not feel satisfied? Why do I not feel whole or complete? And so in this place, God's kindness found me. In my brokenness, in my anger, in my emptiness, looking perfect on the inside, but broken and and ripped on the inside, this is where God's kindness found me. And in his kindness, 
God generously reached out and he saved me and as, as I entered into a relationship with Jesus. The beauty of his kindness is shown through his generosity is that it isn't dependent on anything we can do or anything I did. I had ticked every box. I was, I was perfect by the world standards. I should have been satisfied and fulfilled and successful. But actually, it wasn't about what I had done. It's not God's kindness through his generosity isn't dependent on anything we can or, or could do. It's not a kindness based on striving or work or merit, but it's based on his generosity. His generosity that in John 3 verse 16 says, For God so loved the world, he so loved Fiona in her broken state, in her nothingness, in her emptiness, that he saved her. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus. And I'm learning, I'm learning about how having a revelation of God's kindness, it actually out, it's outworking itself in my relationships as well. Um, before, before I met Jesus and as well afterwards when I started journeying with him and allowing him to work inside of me, I had the tendency to be quite a hard person. I know some of you who know me might not say that, but um, often in my relationships, maybe because I didn't really know how to deal with people, um, I actually was a perfectionist. And, and people who didn't meet up to my standards of what I expected, I actually didn't know how to be generous to them or show kindness to them. Um, and so this, this is something that God has enabled me through his kindness to actually start exercising kindness to others. And this also outplays in my marriage. Um, but as God continues to reveal his kindness to me, it changes me. And, and the response is that I can be more kind and more generous. And so that's just, just something on that note, that God's kindness is shown through his generosity. My second point that I'm wanting to make this morning is God's kindness is shown through him saying no. I know that might sound like a strange thing. I'm going to explain a little bit more. But God's kindness is shown through him saying no. After studying for four years, I did a Bachelor of Science degree, uh, honors degree in food science at the University of Stellenbosch. And I got to the end of my fourth year, and maybe we've all been at that place, or some of you will get there, and you're kind of like, okay, what now? There's this question of where to next or what to do. And I decided um, I loved varsity. Um, my family was living there at the time. I had an amazing church community that I was plugged into. Um, it, it's a beautiful town if you've been there. It's like very cushiony and comfortable. And so I thought, okay, cool. Well, let me continue my studies and do a master's. So I enrolled to do a master's. Um, I got accepted. I had an amazing research project that I was going to embark on with the most incredible funding and bursary. Um, and, and just one of the things I wanted to show you this morning, it's quite funny. Um, I've got a notebook that I used to write notes and um, things that God was speaking to me about. And journeying towards the end of that year, I started to write, even though I just studied four years, I started to write all the things that I feel like I wanted to do in my life. So one of them is like I wanted to open a bakery or restaurant in rural communities um, be a florist or a car designer, a lecturer or researcher, go study abroad, nutrition, maybe animal science, start working, or study business, part-time, marketing, who knows what. So as you can see, I was like, wanted to do everything, actually, even though I just studied this four-year degree. Anyway, and so I got to this point where um, I enrolled to do my master's, and um, 
in the early months of February. That's when you kick in and you start doing your degree. And so I walked into my faculty building. I remember very clearly opening, because it's these beautiful old buildings, opening the door, walking into my faculty. And I was just like, I can't do this. This is, I just felt God saying no. And I was like, but Lord, there's all these amazing opportunities and things. And I went and sat with my lecturer and she was devastated. But I just said to her, I'm sorry, I, I can't do this. Um, and so I moved, uh, anyway, so I moved to, to Tableview. I decided, okay, I'm not going to do my master's anymore. I found a job. I moved to Tableview. And at the time, it just seemed like such a strange thing to do because I didn't know anyone that lived here. I actually didn't even know Tableview Milneton existed. <laughs> it's like when you're in Stellenbosch, it's just Stellenbosch. There's nothing else beyond it. And so I got a job. I moved here, um, not knowing any churches in the area really or any kind of community, um, But what I want to say about that is I believe it's God's kindness to us when he says no because he has a better future for us. It's his kindness to us to say no because he has a better future for us. Sometimes in the moments when I I, I felt God say no to to doing a master's, at the time I didn't know why. I didn't understand why. But I chose to believe that God had a better future for us and for me. And little did I know that the much better God had for me was a handsome redhead, hey? Just saying, amen. Can I get an amen? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Actually wasn't looking to get married in the next two years at all. But Gabe swept me off my feet. But there's another story there. Anyway, will you trust God and his kindness even when he says no? Even when you don't understand what God's doing at that time? I believe God doesn't give us what we want but what we need. And the analogy I want to use here is, um, for example, you've got, you've got a five-year-old kid and you've got the parents and it's just before dinner time and the five-year-old's like, mom, mom, please can I have an ice cream? Please can I have an ice cream? And mom's like, no, my boy. It's almost dinner time. Come on now, you can't have an ice cream. And the kid must be thinking, oh, mom, you're being unnecessarily unkind. Like, why? I can't, mom, it's just an ice cream. I can't understand. Yeah, so the five-year-old thinks mom's being unkind. He doesn't understand. But we all know that in that moment, mom actually knows so much better than the little little boy. And he actually, mom actually knows that the no was actually for the child's good and ultimate joy. Yeah. And it's the same with us. God's kindness and his will is not just good to me, but it's actually good for me. Wow. There's a huge difference there. Not just good to me, but good for me for the future that God has for me. Do we trust God even when he says no? Because we have encountered the kindness of God, can we be a robust people who choose to trust him even when he says no, even when we don't understand? This leads me to my third point. God's kindness is shown through his forgiveness. Romans 2 verse 4 in the NIV says, Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? The Amplified amplified Version says it like this. Are you actually unaware or ignorant of the fact that God's kindness leads you to repentance? That is, to change your inner self, your old way of thinking, Seek his purpose for your life. 
The message version says it like this. God is kind, but he's not soft. In kindness, he takes us firmly by the hand and leads us into a radical life change. When I read this verse and, and when I was preparing, what, what um, struck me about the verse is the word there, lead or leads, that it's God, God's kindness that leads us to repentance. And I looked up a definition of lead or leads, and it's, it's a cause, it causes a person to go with one by holding them by the hand while moving forward. It causes a person to go with one by moving forward. Another definition is it's a route or a means of access to a particular place or in a particular direction. And in light of this, this, um, this scripture and reading this verse, I love that God's kindness here is painted as it's actually it's an active thing. Leading is an active thing. We all know that. So by definition, Paul's actually writing and he's saying God's kindness is active. It leads you to repentance. It's not painted in a passive light, but active. His kindness is leading. And it's God's kindness in me and in us as a people that is actively producing fruit of forgiveness and repentance in our lives. I love the fact that God wasn't just kind to me when he met me in my moments of of being dead um, and broken. It's this ongoing thing where God's kindness continually meets us at different phases in our lives. But I love that it actively produces fruits of forgiveness and repentance in my life. God's kindness is teaching me continuously to forgive myself. Because I think often we're the hardest on ourselves. God's kindness has shown me how to forgive myself and forgive others. Because I've encountered his kindness. God is forgiving, therefore I can forgive. Ephesians 4 verse 32 says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. And I think sometimes I'm so challenged by, by God's kindness and forgiving, um, it's because it's really hard. I don't know if it's just me, but it's really hard to forgive sometimes, especially when you know you're right. <laughs> it's hard, you know? But I love, I love that God calls us to forgive, and it makes it so easy because it's in His nature. In his nature, he is forgiving, and he's already forgiven me, and that just frees me and enables me to forgive. And I think forgiving is actually also, it's such a freeing thing. Once you forgive the other person, you hold no grudge or bitterness. It's a beautiful, beautiful freeing thing. When we engage with the person of God as being kind, because it's his very nature in us, Colossians 3, Christ in me, He is the one that leads me to be actively kind and actively forgiving. I can't in myself. I can't. But it's because he's in me and I choose to believe that the Spirit of God is inside of me. He leads me to be kind and to forgive. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Galatians 2 verse 20. And sometimes I find, you know, it's this beautiful thing to have a concept of being forgiving and being kind, but it's often helpful. We live, we, we practical people. And so sometimes it's helpful to have a marker in knowing how I'm doing in knowing and showing God's kindness. Um, and, and a marker that we can use in, in seeing how we're doing with this 
is how quick are you to forgive? How quick are you to forgive? I know initially when Gabe and I got married, it was actually really hard for me to repent and say I'm sorry and forgive him. Um, and as I've, I've learned and I've journeyed with God and realizing the kindness of God, it's actually enabled me to forgive him a lot quicker, only because I know that God's forgiven me first. It's not a, out of my own capability of like mustering up and yes, you must forgive. It's actually no, because I've had a revelation of God's kindness to me. Are you quick to forgive your spouse even when they don't deserve it? I'm learning that the silent treatment, it's actually anti-gospel because that's not how the Father treats us. He doesn't, he doesn't give us the silent treatment when we've, been, when we've done something wrong. He actually comes and brings us closer, draws us closer. So the math sum um, to, to do this morning is the deeper you know his kindness equals the quicker you forgive the quicker you are able to forgive is equated to knowing the deepness of his kindness. I love that God's kindness is a weapon to be used by us to change the world. I know it seems, it's quite a strange thing to think, oh, we're thinking about God's kindness, like, you know, soft and cushiony. No, actually, it's a weapon to be used because in the world that we live in, you'll notice people aren't kind, there's, there's not, it's not an often thing that you can say to someone, oh, that person, like truly kind. God's kindness is a weapon in advancing the kingdom of God. The economy of this world that we live in is often, it's striving, it's selfishness, is how can this benefit me, 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 you aren't deserving of that, so I'm not going to be kind to you. But God's kindness and having a deep knowledge of his kindness causes us to respond differently in situations. It causes us, it's a weapon to be used to change this world, his kindness, having a revelation and actually submersing ourselves in the richness of his kindness is a weapon to be used. Knowing God's kindness enables us to reveal the kindness of God to some of those who've actually never known God as kind or never known God as forgiving. I think people have a very warped perception of God that he's this angry God that he's going to hit you over the head when you do something wrong. And he's actually saying, come close. I've forgiven you. I'm kind. To land this morning, yeah, I really pray. This is also just something, it's, God's really done it in me. When I, when, I, when I was thinking about, you know, what to speak on God is, some, some of the other um, sermons you might have listened to, and if you haven't, I really want to encourage you to download them and listen to them. But there have been some beautiful and, and theological concepts. But this morning, it was really something that God's done in me. And his kindness has actually, it's broken me um, to be more like him. So I really pray that you've caught something of the kindness of God and that God's kindness is shown to us by his generosity, through him saying no, and his forgiveness. One last thought to land with. God's kindness is a doorway to intimacy because it's his kindness that brings us closer to him. God's kindness is a doorway to intimacy because it's his kindness that brings us and draws us closer to him. Amen.